Hello, Pathway families, and welcome back to our Family Discipleship Series. We are so excited to be here for Fridays Are For Families, and we are going to be continuing our theological conversations today. And today we're gonna to be talking about the question of how is Jesus King? And so let's go ahead and, and start there. Um, ben, can you remind us a little bit of what we're doing with these theological conversations and why we're having them? Yeah, so we don't just like take these questions, like pull them out of a hat, yeah. right? Um, they are always tied to the Gospel Project curriculum that we go through in Pathway Kids and in Pathway Students. Um, and so these are big questions that your kids are being asked and they're working through in their classrooms. And so really this is just an invitation for you to dig a little bit deeper with your kid and, and to have some of these conversations with them um, to prepare yourself for them, but also to, to extend like to them the invitation of like, hey, let's talk about some of these things and figure out, hey, what does this mean? And, and kind of facilitate that conversation. Um, and really understanding this, this reality that, that theology matters, like what you believe about God matters, and, uh, and you as a primary discipler um, are helping your kids form their understanding of who God is and their understanding of our Heavenly Father and His heart towards them and you know all these things that we talk about. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the, the foundational reason that, that we're having some of these conversations together. So. Another cool thing that you can really do as parents is like your kids will have the same big picture question for about a month. Mm -hmm. And so as the kids bring home different lessons, mm -hmm. you can ask them the question, well, how does this lesson show that Jesus is king? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. and, and so helping them to see that that theme continues. Um, each lesson might be on something else, you know, different. Mm -hmm. Like we have his crucifixion in this lesson and we have his resurrection. Like how do we see kingship mm -hmm. in all of these areas? So yeah. and we're going to give you some ideas on that as well as we yeah. go through. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. So what's our key passage for this unit? Yeah, so our key passage it comes out of Revelation. Um, so if you don't know the Bible well or, or you're not sure where Revelation is, well, it's the last book of the Bible. Um, and so as we talk about Jesus as King, Re Revelation 5.13 says this, I heard every creature in heaven, on earth, under the earth, on the sea, and everything in them say, blessing and honor and glory and power be to the one seated on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. Awesome. Yeah. That's a pretty epic verse. Like that it's is. this iconic, like this mm -hmm. beautiful moment um, that is happening. But as we think about Jesus as king, like he, he is on that throne right now, yeah. right? This isn't just like, you know, Revelation, we think like, oh, like end of the world, end of, you know, mm -hmm. creation, end of everything. Um, but like Jesus is, is king right now. Um, so like, can you talk about that for a minute? Yeah, I think because oftentimes we think about like, okay, the book of Revelation, Jesus is going to come on his white horse, right? Mm -hmm. And that's when he's going to be king. But, yeah. but really that is not the case at all. Like we're told that like he is currently king, like he mm -hmm. is currently reigning over the world. Mm -hmm. I'm sure we will see the final exercise of that authority mm -hmm. in the future. Um, but he has that authority and that power right now. Yeah. Um, and he has taken his throne already. Um, and we'll walk through a little bit. I mean, do we want to go ahead and do that now and, and walk through some of these stories that we're going to sure. see? Yeah. Yeah, um, let's because let's talk a little bit about how we see Jesus take this throne. Yeah. Um, and let's just start with the arrest. What do you see in the arrest of Jesus yeah. uh, that you can kind of draw out for us? So you've used two keywords already. Okay. So authority and power, mm -hmm. right? As king, like Jesus has ultimate authority. Yeah. He has ultimate power. Like there is no one stronger than him. There was no one with greater authority than him. But, right? Like, 
how does he exercise exactly that, right? like when you think about jesus as king you you don't see him living out what a normal king would do yeah. right and uh and i heard a podcaster say the other day like you, you hear this title for jesus mm. and then you look at his life and you're like something seems like it just it's different it seems off and, and so same thing like jesus as king well okay in in his arrest what happened he yielded didn't he He yielded power mm-hmm. He even yielded power in such a way that one of the accounts of that arrest, like he says, who are you looking for? And it's like, I am he. And they fall down. Yeah. Like the, the power coming from his voice caused the soldiers <laughs> to fall to the ground. And then they get back up and he's like, you can take me. Mm-hmm. And, and so we see like he allows himself to be taken he allows himself to be arrested uh and so that in itself is just like this is not what a normal king would do he exercised restraint yeah yeah he yeah yeah he withheld what was rightfully oh yeah because in in that same passage he he says like if i wanted i could call down legions of angels yeah but instead i'll let you take me yeah right and it's just like okay what a flex like, okay, Jesus, like, <laughs> you could call thousands of angels, but you won't. Like, it's legitimate, though. Like, he, that is, yeah. that is the, the level of his power is just unimaginable. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't wield it in an inappropriate way, yeah. right? And, and so that's some of the significance, too, of just his death, burial, and resurrection is, like, he allowed himself to be taken. Mm-hmm. Um, he allowed himself to, to be abused, mm-hmm. right? He didn't just exercise restraint, um, he allowed his creation to abuse him. Yeah, and let's push into that for a minute because yeah. like that's that's just that like language there. Like we are created, he is creator. Mm-hmm. He allowed the ones that he created yeah. to abuse him. I yeah. mean that's that's you know, to sit in that for a minute is really powerful. It is. And really the whole crucifixion um, is an enthronement ceremony. Mm. Um, And that's what we're seeing. We're seeing Jesus take the throne. You know, he rides into Jerusalem on a donkey. Like Mm -hmm. that is the start of this enthronement enthronement ceremony. But different than his white horse in Revelation, right? He's entering in in humility. Yep. Right. Yeah. He gets his purple robe, right? Mm-hmm. That purple sit color is very significant. It's like royal. that is, it's royal. Yeah. yeah. He's getting his royal robe. Mm-hmm. They mockingly bow before him. They put mm-hmm. on a crown, mm-hmm. uh, but it's a crown of thorns, yeah. right? And so yeah. we are seeing Jesus take the throne, and, and the authors of the gospel are very particular in the way that they describe that because they want mm-hmm. us to see that there's he is even, taking the throne. There's even the processional. Yes. Right? Of like a kingly processional, Absolutely. like to the cross, but it's mm-hmm. still that, that processional. Yes. Right. And like all of those are are royal mm-hmm. things that that he's going through this process of of his enthronement. Yes. Yeah. He's given his title of yeah. king of the Jews. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, we, we see a, a ceremony here where he mm-hmm. is being enthroned and he's he's doing it, though, in just a very, very upside down way. Yeah. And that's often the way we'll describe like Jesus's kingdom is like an mm-hmm. upside down kingdom. It does mm-hmm. not make sense because you think about any fairy tale. And this would be a great question to ask your kids. Like, man, think about the kings that, you know, whether I mean, yeah. a, a lot of younger kids might not know mm-hmm. earthly kings, but they can or think Disney about princesses. They can think about <laughs> <Their dads. laughs> yeah. they can think about people in power. Mm-hmm. 
and what what are some key characteristics and then contrasting that yeah. with who Jesus was and, and these stories can really bring that about mm -hmm. and helping them to see like this is Jesus taking on like he is showing his power and his authority right. here even in this moment it was restrained but mm -hmm. it doesn't mean it wasn't there yeah and you even think like in some of those contexts you see the good kings or yeah. you see the good princes or, or whoever mm -hmm. Um, and they exemplify some of these characteristics of Jesus. So there's going to be some similarities because they are following the example of Jesus mm -hmm. in being a, a good king. Yeah. Um, whereas the you know obvious like evil one is like the complete opposite. But how many rulers today do we see exemplifying being a ruler in a way very contrary to that of Jesus? Yeah. Um, I think our our culture just has this unhealthy relationship with power and authority. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, you see it all over the place. It doesn't matter what job you work at, like you have a manager and there's a lot of times an unhealthy relationship with power and authority and, yeah. th and this like desiring, you know, kind of like the Gentiles do, Jesus talking about like desiring to lord it over those who are under you, Yeah. right? And so there's this unhealthy relationship with authority and power that Jesus doesn't struggle with. And he doesn't grasp for power. Well, and I was going to say, like, yeah. why do you think he doesn't struggle with it? So he's not grasping for it, but, but why? I mean, I think we go back to that idea of, like, Jesus as creator. Like, he is supreme over mm -hmm. all, right? He created all of creation. We are all under his authority because he made us. Yeah. And so Jesus does not need to grasp for power. He is the one who sustains every single thing yeah. around us. He yeah. sustains us. Mm -hmm. And so even as we're watching, you know, Jesus yield power mm -hmm. um, to these soldiers and those who are putting him up on the cross, like, he had the power. He could have put any of them down right. at any moment right. because he is their sustainer. He's their creator. Um, but he doesn't need to grasp for that. He hasn't. Yeah. 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 But but we are the ones who struggle with that, don't we? <laughs> we true. grasp for it and it's, it's not ours to take. Yeah. yeah. And I think like he just has this confidence, right? Mm -hmm. Like this, this calm, quiet confidence in his heavenly father yeah. that's like, I know I have the authority, but I'm going to use it in a way that honors my father. Yeah. And, you know, you see it even like, so we've got this passage in John 18 where, you know, Pilate is interviewing Jesus and, and kind of saying like, well, they say you're the king of the Jews. Like, are you the king of the Jews? And, uh, and Jesus responds and he says, uh, uh, where is it? Um, so he says, my, my kingdom, like he's talking about like whether he's a king or not. He says, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight so that I wouldn't be handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not from here. And, and so he just has this different way of seeing things yeah. of like, there is so much more going on here than you understand. And, uh, and so there's this confidence to it. And I wonder like how how we manage that um, of like, why do we grasp at these things of power and authority and, and misuse them and, and just use them in un unhealthy ways? Um, yeah, like out in the world in work and, and things like that. Um, but also I think sometimes we do that in our own homes. Yeah. So yeah, we definitely do. I mean, I think 
if I think about my own home, I see myself as being in control over it, right? I'm, I'm the one who's an authority yeah. there. And there is a sense of authority as a parent. I am in charge of my kids. Um, but what I can tend to do is like want to grasp for power. You know, this is my home, yeah. my rules, right? <laughs> That's my stuff. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, um, you know, I was thinking, I'm actually working on something for your ministry right mm. now, for youth ministry, and was thinking of just like, um, the supremacy of Jesus, because that's what I'm teaching on. But I was thinking about how, like, I often see myself as supreme, um, but also get irritated at my kids <laughs> because they do too, right? Yeah, the kids are right. constantly grasping at things and saying, like, that's mine, that's mm -hmm. mine. Like, that's most of sibling squabbles in my house mm -hmm. result over what it belongs to somebody <laughs> or not to somebody, right? right? And I have four girls, and so right. toys get passed down, clothes get passed down. It could get a little fuzzy, mm -hmm. but my kids really like to like draw lines mm -hmm. against like what is mine and what like what belongs to them um, but we're not that different as parents we kind of do the same thing but the reality is is really nothing is ours um, we don't have things that we can point to and say like no really that is mine like it all belongs to our heavenly father um, so i think a question to ask is as parents like how are we um, portraying power to our kids um, do we yield power or kind of or wield power in an unhealthy way where we're we're holding it over our kids um, are we, you know, quick to invite them into a relationship with us and, and, and our father, or are we using power as a way to kind of hold our kids at arm's length? Right. You know. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think of of my own like parenting failures and, and things like that, and it's it's often when I try to assert my authority mm -hmm. that now relationship is out the window. Yeah. Right you will obey mm -hmm. or else or else right <laughs> and not that i've ever said that mm -mm. but just kidding um but that's the the struggle and and the challenge of parenting is like you can't always just like take a deep breath take a minute you know things happen in the moment and, and it's like in those responses like how do you what comes out of you kind of reveals where your heart is and and I know that I have an unhealthy relationship with authority in those moments because I seek to assert it in an unhealthy and unloving way to the point where like I have to come to my kids and, and say, I'm sorry, that was not loving, that was not gentle, that was not kind, that was not showing you who Jesus is, that was showing you what sin looks like in your dad. <laughs> and, and so as we understand that we so easily, or at least I do, maybe you don't have the same struggle. Um, I don't, actually. Maybe. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm sure not. Um, mm -hmm. But as, as we can so easily and quickly like assert our authority, um, I think it's very appropriate then to very quickly and very easily apologize yeah. and confess our wrongdoing in those moments yeah. because, because that is not the heart of our Heavenly Father. That is not the way that he speaks to us. That is not his attitude in his heart towards us. Um, he is always inviting us into relationship. Yeah. It is the kindness of God that leads us to repentance. Not him getting louder, him slamming the door, him doing... Like, it is the kindness of God that leads us to repentance. And as we remember that, 
can we invite our kids into that? Can can our kindness like they they do things there's wrong? There's something powerful about that type of like we're yeah. talking about power. Like if you think about somebody that you know who who leads in a very gentle way, mm-hmm. there's something disarming there is. and powerful about that mm-hmm. um, that I think we can model for our yeah. kids too. Yeah. I mean, there's more power in self-control yes. than there is in just like, like yeah. putting it all out there. You know, like I don't know what the word is, but I can make the noise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like there is so much more power in self-control. Yeah. Um, and and your kids seeing like, hey, I've messed up, but mom or dad are like calm, and that's almost more frightening. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I think it's so like, too. It is like you said, disarming, mm-hmm. um, and that invites them into a different kind of conversation. Um, and, and for me, sometimes after I've asserted authority and done it in the wrong way um, and eliminated any conversation, then it's circling back around and, and confessing and apologizing, also still recognizing they did wrong. But now the conversation is open and there's an understanding between us. Of and there's like, relationship. Yeah, yeah. And so it's done in relationship. And so Jesus as king, he's not distant. He's not far off on his throne. He's a king who left to come to us. Exactly. Who comes to his people like Emmanuel, God with us. um, Let's talk a little bit too about that idea of like what what did Jesus's like what did it look like on earth this upside down kingdom like what are some stories that you would point to to say like man here's some ways that Jesus's kingdom was so flipped upside down. Yeah I mean you think immediately like he's born. Yeah. Right. His mother. Yeah. sustained him. Yeah. Like we, we talked about this complexity of like she is sustaining his life while he is sustaining the universe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so crazy. Uh, that'll hurt your mm-hmm. head to think about for too long, but like that's the reality of the incarnation is that, yeah, he was dependent upon his mother for life, mm-hmm. moment to moment. <laughs> and yet we are dependent, like even as he was the infant, yes we were still dependent on him. Like his mom was dependent on him as he was dependent yeah. on her. You know, like I've heard somebody say like while Jesus was was nursing, he was also simultaneously like holding the stars in place in the sky. Yeah. Like like just to think about that. Mm. Um, we that see it cool. even in his birth. Like he's not born into a palace. Yeah. Um, he's yeah. born into a humble family. Mm-hmm. And we also see it in the way that he was rejected continually in his mm-hmm. ministry. He wasn't a king who won people over with this like pot with popularity right um yeah there were people who followed him Mm. but it was through invitation and relationship it wasn't like he was forcing people into relationship with him right and and he didn't change his message Mm -hmm. depending on who was following yeah right like he he communicated differently but his message was always one of sacrifice it was always one of of giving up it was always one of denying yourself right and, and we see that when the crowds were there and he delivered his message, some walked away yeah. because they, they didn't want to do what he was calling them to do. And, and I think as a king, uh, he, he was certain about his message. He was certain about what kind of ruler he was going to be. And it was open to all, but not all would receive. Yeah. And, and so I think there's something there too of like, he doesn't, he doesn't make us follow him as like a king, like an earthly yeah. king might. Um, but there's still like, there's this invitation of like, I, I want you here in my kingdom. Yeah. And now there are requirements 
to be in my kingdom, to follow faithfully, to like walk and step with me. Like it requires a, a life change and a heart change, but, but I want you here. And, and when you mess up, guess what? I'm the incarnate one who is here with you in those moments too. And I continue to invite you back so <laughs> and good. continue to invite you back. And so even as king, like even in his authority and his power and his kingdom, he invites us in, but he doesn't force himself upon us. Or and, scare us. Or scare mm-hmm. us into it. Yeah, yeah. So he, everything he does is this, this loving like invitation and, and calling up to, to something that is, is better. And, and it's just good, right? So... That's good. Yeah, yeah. So what are some questions that we can ask as parents if we want to get our kids thinking about Jesus as king? Yeah. What would you recommend? Um, so this first question is one that, that you and I talked about beforehand. And, and just uh, this question can make you quite defensive as a parent. <laughs> or nervous. Or nervous <laughs> and, and you're not sure how it's going to go. And that's, that's an okay feeling to feel. But this first question is, Asking your kid, and again, it, it changes maybe depending on uh, how old your kid is and, and how you ask this question, but basically, how do you experience me as a parent? Like, how do I come across? How do I use power or authority in our home? Um, but how do you experience me as a parent? Um, so that can be, yeah, kind of a scary question to ask, um, depending on the honesty level or the age of your kid. <laughs> um, you might, might be quite humbling. Um, so then moving into like the question of how is Jesus king, um, you can ask your question. We kind of referenced this a little bit of like looking at an earthly ruler and, and kind of putting that next to Jesus as king. But what kind of king is Jesus? Um, and, and how is he different from people who are rulers today? Um, or, you know, whether it's in a movie or a show or, or real life, um, how is Jesus different? And then really what, what Jesus invites us into in relationship is to come into his kingdom and to live with him as our king. And so I think another question that we could ask is, is Jesus your king? Is he the ruler of your life? Um, That's a good question to ask yourself as a parent, um, but also to ask your kid um, could be a a good question as well. Speaking of questions to ask as a parent, I think a question we would throw out to you as well, as we talk about this idea of misuse of power, ask yourself that self-reflection question. Like, how do I misuse power in my family? How do I misuse power as a parent? And are there ways that I need to maybe change my parenting style so that I represent Jesus better in my home? And so we would invite you to ask that self-reflection question. Just just pray about that a little bit as well. Yeah. And so I think kind of as we bring things to a close today, I think one thing we didn't really talk about is, is the time that it takes to do some of these things. Yeah. And, and the intentionality. And it's not easy to ask these self-reflective questions because they can bring up stuff in us. Like it could be stuff that comes up in you from your family of origin. It could be stuff that comes up in you from unhealthy, like like you've received unhealthy views of, of like authority or power or like so, something like that. And so it can bring things up in you that, uh, that you need to deal with and you need to turn over to the Lord um, and maybe even get some like additional help and, and things like that. Um, but it, it does take some time to work through some of that stuff. And, and so just knowing like it might make you uncomfortable. It might make you um, uncertain. It, it might uh, kind of, yeah, just be like a challenging space to step into. Um, but that's good. Because 
we're inviting our kids to the same place. And so we need to show them that, that we are willing to step here as well, to not be perfect, to not have it all figured out, but to be willing to ask some hard questions, um, be willing to change ourselves because maybe what we're doing isn't loving or is being received in a, in a wrong, like different than what maybe we thought that it was, but it's, it's doing damage rather than like helping disciple. Um, so yeah, this conversation can be uncomfortable, um, but we're glad that you're here for it. And so we just want to say thanks for joining us and, and for being here for this conversation. And uh, really, we, we enjoy having these conversations and, and our hope is that you enjoy hearing them and being a part of this conversation as well. And uh, we would invite you to like, if you have thoughts, if you have questions, if you have comments, um, to share them with us. You can comment on these videos or uh, the audio version, wherever you might listen. Um, you could email us at family. I think it's just family at lifeatpathway.com. Yeah. Um, or you can go to our website at familyatpathway.com and, uh, and access other things there as well. Uh, but we look forward each month to having these conversations with you and uh, pray that they're an encouragement to you to continue discipling your kid and to be intentional in the way that you do. Um, so thanks, Pathway Families, for being here with us. And uh, we'll see you next time.